This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 186 with Courtney McDermott. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 186. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Courtney McDermott is an award-winning writer, TEDx speaker, and strategist to Fortune 500 executives, entrepreneurial leaders, and think tanks around the world. She writes for a number of international publications, including She Owns It and HuffPost. Her debut book, Change Starts Within You, Unlock the Confidence to Lead with Intuition, was selected for Inc.com's 26 Favorite Books of High Achievers and has been featured in multiple media outlets internationally. Before turning entrepreneur, Courtney served as an executive at Vanity Fair Corporation, vice president at Sustainability Partners, professor of graduate studies for Big Ten U.S. Universities, and global associates for the renowned Because Consortium. She is also moonlighted as a deli waitress, a secretary, and everything in between as a way to put herself through school and life. Courtney is a graduate of the London School of Economics and is a certified cultural mediator in multiple languages. She lives with her family between the U.S. and Italy which is kind of everyone's dream, right? To just live in Italy part-time. I was really excited to interview Courtney because she sent me her book and I was kind of blown away. I was reading through it and I'm like, this is like the perfect book for moms because it's short, it's sweet, it's to the point, 
every word is meaningful. Like there is no wasted space in this book, but it's also packaged and printed in a way where you're just extremely motivated by it. So like you open it up and you're like, oh, I'm just going to read this one little section and the pages are beautiful. The fonts are beautiful. So you feel like you're just like reading this little bit of inspiration from like this very sweet and inspirational journal and then you move on with your day. So it's very consumable content that is absolutely life-changing. So I was very, very excited to dive in and talk to Courtney about the book, about everything she covers in the book. I went through some of the exercises in the book. were super, super inspiring and very eye-opening and definitely made me rethink a few things. And you'll hear me talk about that a little bit in the interview today. Courtney's book, like I said, is perfect reading material for moms because it's packed full of bite-sized nuggets that are so thought-provoking and game-changing. It's organized in a way that you can take just a few bits of it and turn around and change your whole day or maybe your whole life just based on some simple philosophies that are essential to help you become a better critical thinker. I recommend Courtney's book to all moms who do not have time to get cozy with chapter books because who has time to read a whole chapter, right? Courtney's book is just so easy to sit down and get a few minutes of time in to consume it and then really go about putting things into action and changing your thoughts, your philosophies, and even your action steps that you're going to take on any given day. So I'm very excited to share this with you. Go ahead and listen to this episode to hear Courtney share the truth about miserable success and how to redefine success for yourself, the power of sustainability, and how actually it could be redefined to be the ability to sustain yourself. Also, why we need to unlearn and what we need to unlearn in order to see the truth and the magic in our lives and why you might want to start being a little more unrealistic about your life. And lastly, steps that you can take today to get way more dialed into your own intuition. This was a really fun conversation. I am just have like have the biggest girl crush on Courtney now after talking with her. And also I want to figure out how I can live half time in the US and half time in Italy because I mean, how magical, right? So I'm very excited to share this interview with you. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and dive in with Courtney McDermott. Courtney McDermott, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I'm so excited to share your book with my moms because I feel like your book is kind of the epitome of like a shameless mom book because it's so consumable and it's not a major commitment, but it's also magical and powerful and just exactly what moms need. So I want you to talk about the book, but before we dive all the way into that, tell us a little bit about the dynamics of your personal and professional life, what's going on right now and what you're most excited about, and then we'll dive deep in the book. Sounds good. Okay. So most of the year I am in Italy and I live here with my husband and my daughter. And what's really exciting what's happening with me right now is something that I've sort of been putting off for a while, which is doing some products in Italian specifically. Mm. So that's happening and I'm really excited about it. We're going to start launching a product suite here, but also in North America and English as well online. So people could have more access to that. And, you know, on the personal side of things, I live a really blissed out life. And <laughs> I think we're going to talk a little bit more about yes. how I got there. And, you know, from the place that I was, which was definitely not blissed out, even after having my daughter. So yeah. So that's a little bit about in back end personally nice. and professionally. Yeah. Nice. I love it. And I have to say, I just assume that anyone who lives in Italy lives a blissed out life. Like that's just what <laughs> the average American would assume. I would be very disappointed if 
life in Italy was a struggle. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. Cause when you tell people over here that, you know, for instance, when I, I was just in San Francisco like 10 days ago. And when I was telling people, Oh, I'm going to San Francisco, everybody hears, Oh, they're all starry eyed. And they think it's just the be all end all. And then when you're in the States, everyone's, Oh my God, you live in Italy, all starry eyed there. And it's, oh, you know, funny. grass is always greener. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> So tell us what inspired the book. And I know that you had some significant life circumstances that led up to it. So let's go ahead and take us back a little bit and lead us down that path. Sure. Well, the book is part personal story of just where I was at this kind of, I had caught all the gold stars that I thought I wanted professionally and personally. And I found myself in this place that I describe in the book as miserably successful. And like I said, I sort of had it all. I had all of the definitions of success as the society defines it. And I just found myself in this place where I felt deeply unfulfilled. And I just felt like I was living out someone else's script and I didn't know what I wanted. And I felt very much not on purpose. And I felt like I was chasing all the time. And it was just a very confused time in my life. And I had multiple cold shower moments. And that just led me down what I call a cold and lonely hallelujah path of just finding my own way and my own values and my own vision. And I talk a lot about that in the book. And that's really what inspired me to write it was for other women who were struggling with the same issues the same kind of having reached a number of goals that were maybe important to them, you know, having the career, having the family, and yet feeling this sense of unfulfillment. So that was the inspiration was reaching out to people like me mm-hmm. <laughs> who were suffering or are suffering and don't really need to be. I love that. I have to make a quick nod to the Leonard Cohen reference in there. <laughs> the cold <laughs> and lonely. You. Hallelujah. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> My gosh, that makes so much sense. And I also love your gold star reference. Um, And I loved that when I was reading the book as well. I think I am definitely the personality type that enjoys collecting gold stars. (laughs) I think Mm -hmm. there's a lot of women and moms who can relate to that where you're always like, I'm going to do this thing so I can check the box and everyone can see what I've accomplished. And even if it's not always about being seen, it's just about it feels like the right thing to do and the thing that you should do. And it's a lot of like following shoulds, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just think it's so relatable and in so many different capacities, I think in professional capacities in, in terms of motherhood, we could just talk about like collecting gold stars in motherhood. Right. And oh my God, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, how that can be so overwhelming and exhausting and you have to over time really step back and look at what do you really want and how does it make you feel? And how does that success make you feel? And I appreciate how you're able to define it as miserable success because it's like you get all the things that you want and you're like, great. <laughs> and exactly. this does not feel right. And it's, it kind of reminds me of weight loss. I'm also a gym owner. And it reminds me a little bit of people who are like, as soon as I lose this 15 pounds or 30 pounds, or maybe even 100 pounds, as soon as I get there, everything will be so great. And then they get there and they're like, well, but if I lose like 10 more pounds, then it will be <laughs> like you just absolutely. When do you ever get to that place where you're like, okay, now it's perfect. Right, right. And we are inundated with those messages in our society. Essentially, everywhere we look, we're being told that we're not enough. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing a statistic years ago that in America, the average person is exposed to something like 3000 advertisements per day. Oh, my gosh. 
And every single one of them essentially is telling you, you know, you're not smart enough, you're not skinny enough, you're not intelligent enough, you're just not enough, right? Right. right. And so what ends up happening is exactly what you described of, I love the way, I think I heard Anthony Robbins said, you're shooting all over ourselves, right? So we end up just with these, all these shoulds, like you said, and it can be really detrimental mm-hmm. to our health and well-being. Right, right. And that is... <laughs> not to get too much on a tangent about advertising, but that is like totally the goal of advertising is to give you FOMO and to like throw you into the comparison trap. And so you have to be so aware of that because like you said, you are exposed so many times, so subconsciously every single day. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about your rock bottom and how did your rock bottom look like from the outside versus the inside? Yeah, there's a line or a quote that I have in my book. Well, it's a quote for me, but it's sometimes your rock bottom can look a lot like being at the top to everyone else. Yes. And that's definitely how I experienced it. And as I mentioned at the beginning of our call, I had a a lot of those cold shower moments, but there's one specifically that I talk about in my TEDx talk, which is that, you know, I'm sitting on the corporate jet and I'm sipping the espresso and I have newspapers from all over the world stacked beside me and I'm on my way to meetings in Brussels and, you know, I just basically have it all. And then I joke about something essential in my life being broken and I'm alluding to my Blackberry because my daughter had blocked it right before the trip. So I'm trying to introduce some humor there, but actually it was just really not that funny because I <laughs> like, you know, like we said a moment ago, I sort of found myself in this place that, oh my gosh, you know, you have it all. You have the husband, you have the daughter, you have the medals, you have the accolades, you have all of that. And you have this career that's doing fabulously. And yet, wow, you feel like crap. (laughs) So, you know, what do you do about that? And yet from the outside, that just seems like, well, she's just got it all. She's got it all figured out. She's doing fabulously in the way people would talk about you, you know, or talk about you. And so there's that pressure as well in that sense to sort of keep up with that image of yourself, I think. Right, right. And so that can be really a tricky thing, especially when you start to step outside of it and start to just let people know, you know what, actually, I'm not really doing so great. You know, I had Mm -hmm. a woman call me literally today, this morning, very, very similar situation, super high profile executive running multiple departments in one of the leading corporations in the world. And she was just recounting the same exact type of feeling. And it was the first time that she had ever even expressed it to someone. And it was only because she heard one of my interviews on a radio station in San Francisco, where I was, you know, 10 days ago, as I mentioned. So it's not so rare. You know, it's not so rare that it can look really, really great from the outside, but on the inside, the person's really struggling. Right. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, 
IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and it, I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. And I definitely feel the more I'm around really successful people, the more I see that. And it actually has been interesting. It's really kind of, well, it's humanized really successful people to me, which has been nice because it makes me realize like, oh, (laughs) they don't really have it all together. So actually I could probably do this. Like if they have some messy stuff going on, they're not that much different than me, (laughs) but it's also really sad. And it, in some ways like makes me a little nervous. I'm like, maybe I don't want all the things I thought I wanted. Cause if that's where it takes me, like, I don't want to put myself in a miserable situation or, you know, but we'll say ultimately at the end of it, I think it makes me very conscientious of how I want to build business as an entrepreneur. Absolutely. How I want to contribute to the world as a female and as a mom and as a business owner and all those things. There's a lot to be learned there. So I really appreciate the exposure to that and that we're starting to get a sense, I think, as people start telling their stories and storytelling and honesty and vulnerability become a little more mainstream, Mm -hmm. we're starting to get a sense of who people really are. And I think that's so important. Absolutely. And I think you hit on one of the key words, which is just success, right? So we look at this, I think it's about redefining success, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's something that I talk a lot about in my work is coming up with new definitions of success, right? Because if success is just the accolades and all of that, but deep down the person is not in tune with what's important to them, that that isn't actually 
truly you know, a right. successful individual. So I think it's really important that we redefine success in our society. Right, right. And then it comes yeah. from that success is Absolutely. It's going to be framed in a personal way for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's not an external construct. Yeah. You have a unique definition of sustainability. Can you share that with us and explain how it's particularly relevant to being a shameless mom? Yeah. So just to give a little bit of background on that. So I ended up almost by accident, I would say I was working in corporate communications for Vanity Fair Corporation. And I sort of stumbled into the field of sustainability. It's a story in and of itself that you know we don't have the bandwidth for here. But what's interesting about it is that I started to lead corporate responsibility and sustainability initiatives, both within my organization and within the industry. And then that ricocheted out and touched a lot of other industries. And I sort of became known as the sustainability expert, which was sort of really bizarre for me. But what was interesting about it was as I was going through this, and even after I left uh, Vanity Fair Corporation and I started working with sustainability partners. We were working with clients like Nike and Starbucks and the U.S. military and NASA. And it was all very exciting because we were looking at, you know, how to make the world a better place. And we were talking about this thing that everyone was calling sustainability. And I just kept having this itch that, you know, something was off, you know, that we were kind of looking at the wrong things. And it's funny that you talked about diet and losing weight before, because I often compared to that because what I say is that we were looking at the problems as a means to solve the problem, mm. right? And it, you don't solve problems that way. It's just like somebody who's saying, I want to lose five pounds. I want to lose five pounds. I want to lose. I'm sure that from your experience, you've seen how many times that person has either lost the weight to put it back on, or they haven't lost the weight because their focus and their attention is just on the wrong thing. Right, right. <laughs> so what that led me to in my thinking was we're not going to solve the problem by focusing on the problem itself, i.e. waste and emissions and all of these crises that we're facing today, but we're going to solve the problem. So we're not on the macro level, we're going to solve the problem on the micro level. And so I redefine sustainability as the ability to sustain yourself. I love that. Thank you. And the reason why that's so important, I think for every audience, but especially your audience and shameless moms, woo woo. (laughs) Is because we really, you know, like we hear that, we hear that all the time, you know, put the oxygen mask on yourself first and all of that. But, you know, it's funny because we're so quick to dismiss the things that we've heard many times. But if you keep hearing it, like there's a reason, you know, stop and, and really pay attention to it, right? Like cliches are cliches for a reason. So for me, I realized at a certain point that, okay, we were talking about these really lofty goals, but here we were, you know, jet setting around the world, you know, not spending enough time with our families, not sleeping enough, not generating enough, not focused on the things that were truly important to us as individuals. And so we had this deep desire to do good in the world. But if you're not doing good for yourself first, you're not really in a position to do that, right? So especially as a mom, I think we really recognize this. And I know it really hit home huge for me when I had my daughter Gaia and every day with Gaia actually of just needing to be that example, you know, needing to show up for myself, because if I don't, I don't have the same capacity. I don't have the same patience. I don't have the same, you know, it's just, I'm operating at a different level when I show up for myself and make sure that I'm sustaining who I am as an individual, both from a physical standpoint, from a mental, intellectual, emotional. And when I'm taking care of all of that, it's almost like as a consequence, my daughter is in a great place. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. How old was your daughter when you had that BlackBerry moment on the plane? 
She okay. was two when that happened. Yeah. And what has been, I'm curious, the evolution of you professionally and compared to your evolution in motherhood and how have those two paralleled each other and what has that looked like for you? So when Gaia was two and that Blackberry incident happened, it wasn't the only thing. It was just kind of this bigger story that I had to, you know, be able to kind of express this later on. But there were so many moments of, you know, I was full on corporate executive, you know, jet setting all around. I remember even after Gaia was born or actually even up until the day before she was born, I was still working on a project. Oh my gosh. And I think it was 10 days after her birth. I mean, it was working from home, but I was working and I think it was 10 days after her birth, which isn't even legal in Italy, but that's another, (laughs) that's another story. I mean, I think it was 10 days later that I started uh, kind of back in a little bit, you know, slowly, but it was crazy. And I remember when she was even just a couple months old, because I had collected these gold stars, I wanted to keep them. And I was breastfeeding her, going to run to give a presentation, coming back, like, I don't even know. Now I wonder how that was possible because mm-hmm. it was insane. And so I was living at these rhythms and that moment that Blackberry wasn't the only one. I mean, I remember leaving for trips and dropping her off at daycare and just bawling my eyes out in the parking lot and thinking, you know, what am I doing? Is this worth it? Why? You know, and, and I had a great job. I had a job that I really enjoyed, but it was just interfering with some of the bigger, more important things for me. So that was kind of the beginning of when I started to realize, okay, I had all these cold shower moments of just like, wake up, wake up, wake up. And then, you know, I didn't just leap because as I mentioned, I started working with sustainability partners. So I did decide that I was going to leave the company. And I had this inkling that I wanted to start something on my own. But in the meantime, I was contacted by sustainability partners. And they said, look, you can work from home and you can come on as our vice president and you can travel much less and all of these things that seemed really great at the time and a really nice and soft transition. So I did start working with them. And then again, I just kept having this itch that like I needed to go off my own and I needed to explore my concept, this concept that I had of sustainability and whether it could stand on its own feet. And, you know, in the meanwhile, obviously my daughter was growing. She was actually becoming more dependent. I feel like it's funny because, you know, I don't know how this is possible, but I feel like as the years, she's always been very independent, but, and she still is very independent, but I feel like even now I just went to San Francisco and I don't travel much anymore. You know, I pack in as much as I can whenever I do go somewhere. And this last trip, Gaia said to me, mama, you're not going anywhere without me anymore. Oh, And so I said, okay, yeah, well, you know what, the next business trip, you're going to come with me. And so we made this agreement. So it's just like this, I feel like, well, Aristotle said, the only impossible job is parenting, right? (laughs) So we're, we're constantly tripping through this, what it means to be a mother. And I feel like we're reinventing ourselves every day. And we have possibility and our children especially can show us so much like Gaia is the first to call me out if I'm not showing up in ways that are consistent with who I want to be, you know, and what I stand for, because she knows now, you know, she's seen my TEDx talks. She's been with me, you know, she was in the first row, actually. Oh my gosh. In the theater of a thousand people, she was in the first row. And, you know, it's kind of starry-eyed looking at her mama and me starry-eyed looking at her. So it's just, you know, there's so many little pieces, but what I'll say just to round that out is it's just been a really beautiful evolution together. So she's seen me grow and evolve. She's helped me grow and evolve. 
I really do think our children are our greatest teachers. And in the same time, I have made steady commitments to show up in ways that are more powerful and impactful for her. And so it's just this sort of like really beautiful dynamic that I feel really blessed to have. Before we dive deeper with Courtney, I do want to talk about one of our sponsors today, Effie Tal Jewelry. Effie Tal is an amazing, shameless mom of two kids, and she's also a jeweler, a custom design jeweler. And she has this amazing little jewelry company that is just blowing me away. So if you saw on Instagram on Monday, I posted a picture of my own personal Effie Tal necklace that I just got and I'm totally obsessed with. I got a three ring necklace to be representative of the three members of my family. And it's so gorgeous and precious. And honestly, I never want to take it off. But Effie is so thoughtful in all of her creations. So her jewelry is just beautiful, beautiful works of art, of course. But on top of that, she really emphasizes an amazing customer experience. And so when you order from Effie Tal, you are going to get your amazing piece of jewelry that you can keep for yourself like I did, or you can gift it to someone else. So there's all sorts of personalized, customizable jewelry that you can get to personalize for family members, for loved ones, for friends, for coworkers, whatever, whoever you're looking for a great gift idea for, by the way, all under $50. So you can go over get a customizable piece of jewelry. And then when you get this order, you're going to be blown away. Opening the packaging, it's like the most special experience. I couldn't believe all the finishing touches on the packaging. And also, if you're going to pass this along as a gift, you get this very cute little gift bag. You get a beautiful little gift card so you can write in the card and put that in the gift bag with the gift. The gift is beautifully wrapped with a special little box with a special message card in it. You get a little silver cloth for shining up your jewelry as much as you need to because everything is 100% solid sterling silver. So great, high quality, amazing personal touches and her jewelry piece are all under $50. And as a listener of the Shameless Mom Academy, Effie is offering 25% off any order for Shameless Mom. So if you go to EffieTal.com, that's E-F-Y-T-A-L.com and use the code Shameless, you'll get 25% off your order. I highly recommend checking out their personalized jewelry section and also the jewelry on message card section. You'll see lots of really great ideas that'll get you super excited about gift giving. And also remember, you get 25% off your order. So again, go to EffieTal.com, that's E-F-Y-T-A-L com and use the code shameless at checkout. Also, this link will be over on the show notes. If you go to shamelessmom.com, click on episode 186 and you can get the link right over to Effie Tal from my website as well. All right, let's dive back in with Courtney. I love it. I'm envisioning you doing the TEDx talk with her in the front row and putting myself in that situation and thinking I would just stand there and cry. I know I got so choked up. There's a certain part in my talk. So the beginning, I was so nervous because, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine. Her name is Nadine Hack. And she, just to give you an idea of this woman, we were on Skype, I think a week after my call, she's advised to President Obama and Nelson Mandela. This woman has a personal recommendation from Nelson Mandela. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And she and I were talking about our TEDx talks and we were both saying how extremely like excruciatingly nervous. And we're not nervous speakers. I mean, neither one of us get on stage and feel there. We met actually at a speaking engagement. We were both speaking at Oxford University's Said Business School 
years ago and that's where we met and so we're used to the stage but we both like our knees buckled our legs were shaking so like the beginning of my presentation this was happening and I'm seeing my daughter like being oh my god but it's because of the there's so much rigor right yeah with a TED TEDx talk or TED talk and it was funny because you know we were talking about this but there was this certain point so then I let go of the inhibitions after a couple of minutes I think but then toward the end when I realized you know I was ending and I was looking at my daughter and I was just getting super choked up so there's this part (laughs) in this speech that I think like people probably thinking, oh, she's, you know, really, and I was, I'm into my message, obviously, but it was just the whole picture of just having my daughter there and the exchange that was happening between us. It was just really powerful. Oh, that's such an amazing experience. Like right when you said that she was in the audience and that she was in the front row and you were watching her and she was watching you first, I got goosebumps. And then I immediately teared up (laughs) thinking what I would be like in that situation. Yeah. I want to go back to, I love your reference about children being our greatest teachers. I totally agree. And I have to share this example from this morning. I'm really embracing letting him lead certain things in our relationship, especially things that I feel like are like fleeting moments. So like right now when he gets up, he somewhat regularly gets up at like four and tells me that he had a scary dream and he wants me to walk him back to bed, which probably should be annoying and I probably should try to stop it. But he often will want to cuddle for a minute first And he always wants to hold my hand while we're walking back to his bedroom. And I'm like, you can wake me up like 30 times a night if I can hold your hand. Because I know that there will be a time when he'll be like, I'm not going to hold your hand for anything. So that's so sweet. So this morning, 4am, he comes in, I had a scary dream. Will you walk me back to my room? So I walk him back, hold his hand. Then my husband woke me up a little bit later. And so I was like annoyed that I had been awakened multiple times by the time my alarm actually went off. So I'm getting up to go running at 6.20. And I hear Vinny jump out of bed at like, it was 632. I hear him jump out of bed. He has this little loft bed. So like you hear this thud when he gets up. So he jumps out of bed and he, by 634, I'm downstairs stretching. He comes down, he is fully dressed with, and you can hear him for like these two minutes. You just hear like this frantic, like slamming of drawers in his bedroom. And I'm like, what is he doing up there? Fully dressed, shoes and socks on hoodie zipped up, hood on, backpack on. He's ready to go at 634. Wow. He goes to school at nine. (laughs) That's impressive. I'm like, you don't like need to be your backpack on just yet. Oh no. He like had the backpack on and he's done this like the last few days in a row now. Backpack on, like eats his breakfast. He plays Legos for like two hours because he's (laughs) He's an overachiever already. But I was five years old. I know when I was watching and I was like, man, when I got up this morning, I was not nearly as excited to put all my stuff on. I was like lingering, like putting on my socks super slow and getting out my running coat, like all this stuff. And he's just like bouncing through the house. So it is interesting to watch that. And it's inspiring. But I also like he asked me to come downstairs while I was making his breakfast. So I got home from running and I'm making him breakfast like three different times. Want me to come downstairs and look at something that he's built with Legos. And I'm like, Vinny, I cannot come down. Like I need to get your lunch ready and all these things. But during the third time he was showing me these things, he's like, isn't this so cool, mom? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And again, like these invitations I know are limited. So <laughs> right, I'm trying to follow the lead of all of them. And every time I do, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. I'm so glad that I made that extra little minute. So it is nice to follow that lead and just to constantly be as conscientious of those moments as possible. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us about unlearning and being unrealistic and how has being unrealistic been a powerful piece of your journey? Mm. The story you just told about Vinny is perfect uh, in terms of (laughs) like 
unlearning, right? Because I feel like there's so much, right? I gave a speech a couple years back. It was this event for Google and IDEO. And I was talking about this concept of unlearning because I was explaining that, you know, when I was right, you know, when I was growing up and in the school systems, you know, we weren't taught about positive psychology. We weren't taught about our physiology, really. I mean, what we went to gym class, but we weren't taught how to use these miraculous instruments that we're all walking around with, right? Like these operating systems that we have and how powerful they are. And, you know, I joked in my presentation that, you know, but it's true that, you know, I was raised to pledge my allegiance. You know, I was raised to memorize facts, you know, essentially I was raised for an assembly line, you know, and I think a lot of us are, you know, we're taught to sit still, don't move, memorize things, you know, rote memorization, stuff like that. And I know at least in my own journey, I had to unlearn a lot of stuff. And even when I think about what you did and how you showed up for your son, Vinny, this morning of like, you know, there's so many times where just because society says you've got to move quickly, you've got to stay, quote, busy, like we glorified the heck out of busy, you know, all this stuff, right? Yeah, it's deplorable. (laughs) Yeah. And so all of this, the stuff that we've learned in a sense from society that has been passed on to us and not necessarily maliciously, but it's just, that's just what's happened. And having to pause the way you did this morning and say, you know, actually, no, this is way more important. Like going to look at Vinny's Legos is way more important than rushing to get somewhere because, you know, and I had to really learn that organically as well. And I'm still learning that all the time with Gaia. But for me with Gaia, it's the same, you know, every time she asks me, I I show up, you know, and I do my best to show up and I have time with her that's just totally interrupted every day when I'm here it just that's our time together that's our time to play and that's one of my core values is just playing with my daughter and we can talk more about that later because I think that that piece is really interesting but I had to unlearn a lot because I didn't get uninterrupted time with my parents well my parents had five kids in six and a half years (gasps) oh my gosh yeah they were both lawyers so yeah that's a busy household (laughs) yeah so I didn't know what uninterrupted, you know, I, like, you know, I had to really unlearn a lot, of, you know, from the reality that I came from, but also from the schooling and from society, I had to really unravel a lot of that. Yeah. And I had to be, as you asked in your question too, and as I put in the book, I had to be really unrealistic because yeah, and I, I once heard it referred to, you know, some blogger once said, you know, realism is nothing other than a socially acceptable form of pessimism. Mm. Yeah. And when you think about it, it's just, we have all these ideas about, oh, just be realistic. And if I had seriously, even just 50 cents for every time somebody told me that something I wanted to do was completely unrealistic, uh, I'd be a heck of a lot wealthier than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I'm doing, you know, I'm doing great, but it's just this idea that permeates our society that you have to be realistic Mm -hmm. and you have to stick to the status quo and, you know, why would you think you could do something like that, et cetera. And it's been a really important part of my journey to just disregard a lot of that and to kind of, you know, run in the opposite direction, I guess, as a lot of other direction that a lot of people are going in. I love the idea of stopping being realistic. Yeah. I think that's so powerful. And I hadn't really ever thought about it that way. And I love that. I don't remember the exact quote that you just said, but realism being a form of pessimism. Mm-hmm. 
And that's interesting. I was raised by two parents, and this might have been your situation being raised by two lawyers, but I was raised by two parents who my mom worked, was a teacher for 42 years. My dad had the same job for 25 years working for the state. Like he was like punching the clock every day just to get that money in his pension so he could retire as soon as possible. My mom was like super burnt out on teaching, but like what else was she going to do? It was the only thing she'd ever done. So I was raised by parents who were very like, this is just what you do and this is just how it is. And they both, my mom is like, I don't even know where you came from. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, also, because I'm a super linear kind of person, like, you know, get straight A's and go to, you know, yeah. like the best high school in order to get into the best college and then get straight A's in college and then go on to like the exact career that college funneled you into. So I had done all Sounds that. Sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> Because this is what I was modeled. And I was like, I don't, I mean, I literally knew nothing else. And I also, because I was raised in that construct, that felt really safe to me. So like this whole entrepreneurial thing, I would have never believed it. If someone had told me before I was like 30, if anyone had told me I would be entrepreneurial, I would have just been like, there's no way that's way too risky. It's too scary. It's unstable. It's probably a little irresponsible. Like I just would have never guessed. But then as I started to see when I got into personal training and I started to realize the only way to make money as a personal trainer was to have your own business. I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have my own business, but still (laughs) I did not embrace entrepreneurialism at all though. I mean, that took a long time. Even after I started my own business, I was still like, well, I kind of have my own business, but it's not really my, like I was very like, I minimized the whole thing for a long time. And when I finally started embracing it and really seeing the power that I had through going to a couple different events that really opened my eyes to what I could do with as a fitness professional, not just as a personal trainer, because if you just embrace, change the title from personal trainer to fitness professional, it all of a sudden opens a lot more doors, even though what I was doing didn't change any. And so I started to see how being realistic wasn't really like protecting me from anything. Right. It was keeping me super stuck and pretty poor. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you started being unrealistic. <laughs> and I, I hope you will continue to be so. I know. And it's funny now when I'm coaching people, I'm actually coaching a personal trainer right now who's just starting her business. And it's so fun when we're on our calls. Like I get so fired up. Our calls always go way over time because I'm like, no, like you need to do this and you need to do this. And I can just see her like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of things. But I'm like, if you want, like the potential that you have to do something really amazing is so limitless. But if you haven't been raised around creative people or entrepreneurial people, it's really hard to see that. It's really scary to like start looking at that and seeing how great you could possibly be. Absolutely. Yeah. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. 
So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune, tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 50 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. The subtitle of your book is Unlock Your Confidence to Lead with Intuition. And this actually kind of what I was just saying If you are always following the path to the gold stars that have been predicted by others for you, disregarding your intuition is something you kind of train yourself to do. And I always say that, like, I have such a hard time listening to my gut because I really like followed other people's social constructs for until like the last 10 years. So talk about unlocking your confidence lead with intuition. And how does one even get started with that? If they're like me, and they're like, yeah, they're very like dialed into kind of cultural norms and, you know, specific paths that have been predetermined. Yeah, well, it was the same for me. And I think the other thing that happens to us, and I see it almost, I don't want to say exclusively, but gosh, almost exclusively amongst women, where we completely disconnect from our bodies. Yeah. And I'm sure that working in fitness, you see that a lot where women, especially, I don't know what happens. I don't know how it happens. I've heard it described in so many different ways. I know I went through it where I just felt like I was just neck up. You know, Mm -hmm. all of my decisions were from kind of that just very linear, rational. If it wasn't rational, then I didn't want to listen to it, you know, very much in that space which is kind of, I think, again, the way our society says, oh, if you're reasonable, that's what you do. And I think a lot of us disconnect from the power and the wisdom of our bodies. And so I'm sure that you've seen in your training with people that when they start to just 
feel more embodied, that already starts to open up so much just wisdom, really, that they have been denying up until that point. Because here's the thing, right, is when we get in that space, I don't remember where this comes from, but right, something like the mind is a brilliant servant, but a horrific master, right? But so much of the time we get into the space where, again, if we're just completely guided by the minds, there's a saying in Italian, it comes from the Latin is uh, la mente mente, the mind lies. And it's the same word. (laughs) Mind and lie are the same word. The mind doesn't necessarily lie. The mind is a brilliant instrument, but again, only if you know how to use it. And if you're not using it in tandem with your body, then you're going to fall into this trap of kind of being disconnected from a lot of your intuition and a lot of your wisdom. So one of the first things that I would suggest, and there's a lot and there's a lot in the book. I talk a lot about this, but one of the first things that I would just say is just, is just see how to get back into your body and to start feeling your body again. And one of the simplest ways that I found to do this is a brilliant exercise called uh, just shaking. And I learned it from this woman named Rochelle. She's the founder of Koya. I don't know if you've ever heard of her no. or... So it's a dance. It's kind of a mix between sort of yoga, freestyle. Her tagline is wise, wild, and free. And I started just working through her stuff. I think it was a couple years ago. And one of the exercises she has you do is something she calls shaking. And literally just to a song, you shake out every part of your body. And I love the story she tells when she's having people do it. So you can actually do this along with me if you want right now is she has the person shake their right hand. So if just right now while we're talking, if you start shaking vigorously, your your right hand and maybe the audience whoever's listening can yes, do that everyone and who's listening tell- needs to do it too <laughs> yeah and she tells this story of a gazelle running through the wetlands being chased by a lion and she says but the gazelle gets away and if the gazelle doesn't go to therapy for 10 years about the time that the lion chased her through the wetlands what the gazelle does is she shakes through every part of her body releasing the tension releasing the fear and goes back to being a gazelle now stop shaking your right hand and just feel the difference between the two hands oh that's so interesting right what do you feel is more like it feels like it wants to like just kind of flop and relax on my desk and my left hand is like rigid (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. So the thing is that a lot of times in Rochelle explains this as well in her work, and I think it's really brilliant is a lot of times in society, we talk about being psychological or, you know, all these other things, but really, it's just stored stagnant energy in our bodies. And when we start to release it through movement, whether that's dance or yoga, whatever floats your boat, like, you know, different strokes for different folks. But when we start to release that stagnant energy, that's one of the ways we can start tuning back into our intuition and leading from that place. The other thing that I would say, and I mean, there's, again, loads I can say about this, but the other thing I would say, especially for us moms, are timeouts, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you give a timeout to your kid or you've ever had a timeout when you were a kid, they're actually really powerful things. I don't, Gaia never gets timeout. She should, but she never does. But they are, they're really powerful because it's that moment to just say, okay, you know what? Stop all the noise for a second. I'm just going to tune out so I can tune in. And even if you do this for just a few minutes every day, your life will radically change over the course of you know a month or even just a couple of weeks because we really do need those timeouts. We need those moments to regenerate. You know, I was writing these series for one of the publications I write for and it, and it was called uh, Confessions of a Recovering Overachiever. And <laughs> One of the titles was why I nap every day. And I seriously nap almost every day. I might take it to only like 15, 20, 30 minutes maximum, but 
it's a total timeout one day into two. And, and I just love it. And I really need those timeouts. And I think everyone does. And that's definitely one of the ways that you can start tapping back into what you know, and whether you do that through meditation or a quick nap or moving your body, you know, getting outside, that'll just start to help you tune in, in ways that maybe you've been denying yourself for a while. I love that. I agree. I started walking a few years ago when I wasn't able to run for a while. Initially, I was really annoyed. And I was like, this just takes a long time. And it's boring. But over time, I was really surprised by how much it was very much a timeout for me. And now, weather depending, <laughs> like I will run in any weather conditions, but walking like I can't walk in the pouring rain and wind. <laughs> I can run in that weather, but not walk. But most of the year, I will still walk. And it's like this major like, reset for me, which is, oh, it's such a great relief. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Amen. <laughs> We're getting close to the end of our time here. I want you to share with us the ways that you are a shameless mom, and then we'll start. Mm. up. So I really love this idea of shameless mom. And I was thinking about the concept shameless mom of, you know, just a lack of shame or divorcing the guilt mindset that plagues so many of us, right? And it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of just feeling like you're not enough, you know? And so I have really divorced that that concept and especially being here in Italy and just getting a lot of backlash because it's very atypical here, very atypical for a mother to be having the kind of career that I have, you know, I get all the time, like, what do you do exactly? You know, and it was funny. I just went on stage with a bunch of industry leaders here in the North of Italy and, you know, they're running multi-million dollar businesses and, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm the only woman on the stage and it's kind of the thing that everyone says, wait, but what do you do? You know? (laughs) And so I have really learned to just say, look, you know, I am following my path, my values, my vision. I have uncovered what those are and it's my work to help other people do that. It's what my book is about. That's what, you know, programs that I'm offering and will be offering or one-on-one work, et cetera. It's all about uncovering that so you can lead from that place because it's only when we lead from that place as shameless moms that our children will learn to do the same and we will pass on that legacy. And that's a very, very powerful legacy to be passing on and to be in a position that we're in now to be able to do that. It's both scary and exhilarating. And I would choose, and I would suggest that all of us listening, choose the exhilarating side of that because it truly is. Every word. Yes. And I especially appreciate the idea. I mean, not, I don't think that you should do it for your children. I think you should do it for yourself, but I do really appreciate based on some of my other comments in our conversation. I appreciate that my child will see me building the thing I want to build rather than following a predetermined path. I think that's really significant. Where can we find you? Because I want to make sure that all of our listeners get their hands on your book. And I just want to reiterate again, before I have you give us links and places to go, this book is how many pages? It's 142 pages that are like small artsy pages. It's cute, sounds a little degrading, but it's very cute. And it's also very pretty. And it's so beautifully packaged in terms of how you put the content together to make it easy to consume and very thought provoking. And there's even I love one of the, I think it was the very first exercise that you were like, do these two little things and do not turn the page until you've done them. Yeah. Um, which I listen to like normally with books where you have to fill things out. And stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna read and see what the next thing is. Yeah. <laughs> I literally like was like, my husband was sitting on the couch with me. I'm like, where's a pen? 
Like I can't turn the page. I need to fill this out. So the exercises are really simple. And so you're not like, oh, I have to sit here and write like huge paragraphs. It's going to take 45 minutes. So I just really want to get this into everyone's hands because I think it is really, I think it's a game changer for all my shameless mamas. So where can we find you? Where can we find your book, Change Starts Within You? Thank you so much. I really appreciate that call out. And as I mentioned before we got on the call, it's the idea of simplicity and how important it is, especially for us moms. So thank you so much for that. So people can, people can find me. Well, there's a number of ways they can find me at my website. The short URL is C-O-R-T-Inc.com. So it's courtinc.com. And the reason that's the short URL is people tend to spell Courtney with a U, but Mm -hmm. my name is Courtney McDermott, know you in Courtney. So you could, the full URL would be CourtneyMcDermott.com, but you can just type in courtinc.com and you'll be re- redirected to my site where you can see the kinds of different things that I've got going on and engage with me there. There you could also write to info at courtinc.com and we will get back to you straight away. Nice. And then the book is available on Amazon, Kindle, iTunes, some brick and mortar. So it's very easy to find. Um, There are also some links directly in my website just to the amazon.com, but it's available in multiple different countries as well. So wherever you are, it's pretty easy to find. And I'm also going to be doing some online courses, as I mentioned, and those are going to be starting even a membership program where people can have access to me and get feedback on their businesses and lives in real time. So that's going to be launched at the beginning of the new year. So awesome. Oh, so cool. Okay. So everything that you just mentioned, all those links will be over at shamelessmom.com and the show notes in episode 186. So if anyone listening wants to head over and all of you should do this, go to shamelessmom.com, click on episode 186, and you can find all the links that Courtney just mentioned. All right, let's do our shameless mommy minute lightning round. Are you ready? Totally. Go for it. What is your favorite way to treat yourself? Massages, hands down, 100%. Oh, so lovely. Current (laughs) book that you're reading or the last one you read? Oh, gosh, I am an avid reader. I'm constantly reading. I always joke that if there's one thing I would do all day long, every day would be to read. So I'm currently reading three different books, Blue Ocean Strategy. Um, They're all business ones, actually, right now, primarily. Um, Mistakes Were Made, But Not By Me is the other one. (laughs) Love it. So good. And then Finite and Infinite Games. Ooh, those are the three I'm reading right now. And they're all, they're all fabulous. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And I have not heard of any of those. I'm Mm. feeling like I'm now I'm feeling a little bit of a personal challenge to go check out all these books. (laughs) Check them out. I will. What's one morning ritual you can't live without? My morning ritual. (laughs) In other words, like, tell us, yeah, what is The me time and space is the only thing I can't live without. Mm. So it takes on different forms. I almost always have some form of what in the West we call meditation, but just, you know, mindful breathing, maybe with a mantra. But really the non-negotiable for me is that I do have that me time. I do have that me space. So it manifests in different ways. Almost every morning I wake up a couple of hours before my family and I spend time in meditation I spend time writing. I go for a walk or a run. I do loads of stuff before I wake my family up. And then I come up with my husband's coffee and my daughter's lemon water. That's my kind of morning thing. But the non-negotiable is that there is that time for me. And if it's not first thing in the morning, it is definitely in the day and maybe even multiple times in the day. And I'd highly recommend it for your personal sustainability. Yes. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Who's your biggest inspiration? My husband is my biggest inspiration. He is a source of unconditional love and he 
is a reminder that not all of us need to do the work. Some of us are just blessed to kind of be this like walking Buddha. <laughs> nice. If you could give all moms one superpower, what would it be and why? Confidence. It would be confidence. Yes. And I love that word. It's the origins are confidere, you know, to trust in, to trust within. And I think that is just the knowing that I have been experiencing more and more in my life. I'm sure you are. And I'm sure anyone who really decides that they're going to forge their own way, they're going to fire their own path forward, knowing that there's something there, whatever you want to call it, but there is something that is guiding you. And that's, got your back. So. Oh, very powerful. Thank you. Courtney, thank you so much for spending time in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really appreciate you taking the time, especially I know it's late in the evening over in Italy and you made an exception to your schedule to get on the show and make this time work. So I so appreciate you doing that and sharing everything. And I can't wait to share this episode so that all of my listeners can get their hands on your book. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you so much to everyone who's listening. Thank you so much for spending time with Courtney and me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I loved this conversation. I love spending time with Courtney and I'm really, really excited about her book. Please do go get her book. And honestly, it's a great gift idea too. Like it's a great size for a stocking stuffer. It's a great book idea for any mom, any woman who needs some inspiration, but especially moms who just need like to consume a quick bit of gold in order to have an amazing day. It's the perfect, perfect gift idea for moms. So please do support our sponsors today and support our guests so you can go to to shamelessmom.com and click on episode 186 to get the link to get Courtney's book. You can also get links for our sponsors today. Huge shout outs and thank yous to Effie Tal for sponsoring the show and to Freshly for sponsoring the show. Make sure you support our sponsors and also get the hookup from our sponsors as well as supporting our guests. So you can do all that over on the show notes and over on shamelessmom.com episode 186. If this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday and you can subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That will take you into Apple Podcasts where you can click subscribe and you'll get all new episodes as soon as they are released. And while you're there, leave me a quick review. I have to say, so excited. I popped over to my reviews this morning before recording this and there's a ton of new reviews. So I will be doing some review shout outs soon, but thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. We blew right past 200 reviews. I think we're up to like 206 now, but seriously, like you guys, you give me life. You give me life with your reviews. It makes such a big difference. It helps me know what you're loving. So it really, really, really helps me to get that feedback from you. So I so appreciate everyone who takes the time to rate and review the show and just give me a couple few sentences just to let me know what's most meaningful to you. So thank you for spending time with us today. Thank you for being shameless as you listen to this episode and you took notes on how to be more in tune with your intuition and how to be live bigger, bolder, braver every damn day. And I hope you have a fantastic day, a fantastic rest of the week. And no matter what you do between now and when we next meet, make sure you do it shamelessly. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. 
don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.